Tis the season, muchachos. Celebrate the holidays in style with the Bronx Muchachos podcast. Visit our website, www.bronxmuchachos.com, and discover the exclusive Amazon shopping link that's your passport to festive finds, incredible deals, and unique gifts. Dive into the holiday spirit as we share insider tips on the hottest picks for this season. Unwrap joy with every episode and join us on a sleigh ride through the wonders of holiday shopping. Whether you're looking for that perfect tech gadget, cozy winter essentials, or unique handmade treasures, our Amazon link has you covered. It's your one-stop shop destination for spreading holiday cheer to everyone on your list. But that's not all. By using our special link, you're not only shopping, but you're supporting the Bronze Machachos podcast. It's a win-win for everybody involved. As Garrett Cole now passes Ron Guidry for the most strikeouts in a single season in Yankee history. 249 passing number 49, Ron Guidry. This is Scott Sandman Sanders. You're listening to the Bronx Machachos, Florida's number one New York Yankees podcast. Yo, what's up, everybody? And welcome to the newest edition of the Bronx Machachos podcast. I'm your host, Mark. And tonight, we got some of the boys with us. We got Dave. Going on, everybody. Happy Thursday. And we got Alex. Hello, hello, hello. All right, everybody. You guys know the drill by now. Rate, subscribe, review, like. Hit us up on all the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google. Amazon, Odyssey, you know the places, you know the drills. If you guys are watching us right now, don't forget, smash the like button, smash the subscribe button. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what, what you want to hear. Give us questions, all that fun stuff. And for everybody to know, if you're watching, but for those who aren't, we have our own website, www.bronxmuchachos.com. Go there, check us, check out our articles that we've been writing. Go check out our merch store, kind of like uh, – Amazon, the Amazon store, the Fanatics memorabilia, and any, anything else we got going on. So, with that all said and done, we have some interesting things. But first and foremost, got to give it up to our unanimous Cy Young winner, Garrett Cole. All 30 writers, all 30 votes. First place for those C. Alex got his little Garrett Cole doll going there. Listen, there's there's no pop. I'm hand the pop. I was letting I was letting the listeners see audio platform sometimes. Yeah. But no, for, for I mean he, he was he was dominant from from the beginning to the end. I mean he finished off with a with a complete game shutout against Toronto. So I mean mm-hmm. you, know, you end your season off 206 innings in totality. Um, you know, new baseball, you know, back in back 20 years ago, 206 innings, 200 innings is what every starter was aiming for every every single year. But um, you, you don't knock them at all. I mean, in in a season that was dearth of anything, any bright lights, this he was the he was pretty much the shining star for Yankee fans the entire season. So um, 
I'll give it away. You guys let you guys give your thoughts, but I'm pretty sure we're all in the same boat on what's what's what there. Yeah, I mean, finally, I mean, kind of, well, you know, Justin Verlander is Justin Verlander, and that's who he lost to a couple of years ago. But, yeah, well-deserved. I mean, the guy that came in second, Kevin Gossman, is also a great pitcher. His ERA was just slightly higher than than Garrett Cole's. And, uh, you know, Cole's been a beast since he came here, and he's been a beast since he was when he was in Pittsburgh and in Houston. You know, it, long overdue. Glad he was able to do it. He's the first Yankees Cy Young Award winner since Roger Clemens won it in 2001. So 22 years for us to wait to have another Cy Young Award winner was a long time. Uh, so, yeah, kudos to him. And I'm definitely looking forward to see what uh, comes in 2024. Well, I will announce this now so you know this, Dave. He's my keeper on our league. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured that one was going to happen. What are you going to do? <laughs> but, no, no, it's, it, it is actually great that – um like whole one and everything like that. Like he was dominant. He did his business. And that was probably that one nice ray of sunshine that we had at Yankees fans this whole season that we were able to watch Garrett Cole go out there and dominate, do his business and, and pitch like the ace that he should have been like that. He is not, that should have been like, let's be real. When he got to Houston, Houston unlocked something from him that none of us saw happening beforehand. Maybe some people saw, but not everybody was like, oh, my gosh, that's going to – we saw what Garrett Cole turned into. And this season is just a season that's like showed it off all the way. It's like it's a great thing that happened. Yeah, no, Houston Houston decided to change him from being a two-seamer and a sinker ball pitcher to a – and Houston went to the four-seam at the top of the zone, going more cutter uh, – going more sliders, going more curveballs, and kind of attacking, attacking the hitters and – you know, when you have someone like Justin Verlander, who is prime Justin Verlander still at that point. I mean, well, not prime as in like the, the Verlander we all knew from the 2000s and early 2010, but the reinvented Justin Verlander kind of working with him and showing him stuff. I mean, that just elevated him to the next level. And you kind of saw that, like I said, 2019, excuse me, was second, second place there. 2021, second place. 2023 he wins it hopefully it's not a hopefully he'll kind of continue that that trend on not doing every other year but more consistent for the next few years that he can kind of cement himself in in the legacy um but with that being said uh you know had great that was great news but i think one of the things we need you know we've been we've been doing this thing where we kind of we've been rate ranking and rating our staff and our our team we did the we did two weeks ago. We did the catchers last week. We did the infielders. This week is the outfielders, and it kind of apropos since there's plenty of uh, things to talk about with the outfield. So, um, grade wise, I'm going to swing it to Alex first. I'm going to let him kind of give. I'm going to let him let him rock and roll with the outfield. I know there's been a lot. There was a lot of injuries, but kind of pick who you who your really your top three outfielders for this season have been and. Or maybe four, because you could throw Stanton in there, because Stanton's technically, even though he's a DH, he's technically also plays the outfield. So we'll talk about our top four outfielders. I mean, I want to go top four. Wow, man, you, you really push it on me. Okay, we're going to put it out there. Judge, captain, that's a no-brainer that he's there. All right, I will have to then give it up to, to Dominguez. 
Dominguez, like that little bit of sh- that that little bit that he came in, that was a nice ray of sunshine that I'm hoping. And it that what I liked about that was because it was showing me the future, and it's like that's the future we need. That's the future we all want to have going on. Like we 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 see the prosperity and the pro we not prosperity, but the, um the light. We see the light with what with what he comes and with the youth coming in from him and Arreo. So it's like and and the way we even talk about every all the positions that it comes out to is like the, the youth. That's been coming up. That's the, what I, the, the ray of sunshine that I've been seeing. Other than that, I I don't I don't care. The the rest of the outfield is whatever. Like yeah, John Carlos was doing the outfield. It is what it is, and he was doing his job and what he had to do. But then he's getting he, he can't run. He can't do what he has to do out there anymore. He he's half the man he used to be. Realistically, I don't know what it is. None of us know what it is, and I'm not gonna get into. I don't want to go into the whole bashing on him right now. Like. I'm more pissed off at um Cashman right now. When we, if we want to talk about outfielders, but I'm going to save that for later. All right. Dave, so then I'm, what's saying your, what's your... I'm saying that Dave, because of Dave's facing it. Dave, I'm saying that for because of like everything that Cashman said about John Carlos about last week. That that's why. You forget. So, what, so what's your so what's your you grades for what's your grades for the outfield then, Alex? Give us yeah, give us your grade. What do you think? What do you think your overall grade for the for the outfield? Or, see, or even give us give us give, give me what I'm you think. Give it, I'm, my grade is a C because of Judge and Dominguez. That's it. They held it up to a C. Fair. All right, Dave. What F. you got? What you got? Who's your? Who's your? Who's your? Who's your guys there? I'm in lockstep with Alex with this. I give them a C just because Judge was the anchor of that outfield. I mean, let's look at it. Okay, you had IKF anchor out the there. team. You had IKF out there. Jake Bowers, Cabrera, McKinney, Pereira, Hicks, Franchi Cordero, Floreal, Dominguez, and Greg Allen. I mean, this outfield was a revolving door from hell. Well, don't Reminds forget Harrison Bader was out there, too. Oh, yeah, we, we forgot him, too. Yeah, so you had so many different people. It was literally like pick a name out of the hat as to who was playing what position in the outfield that day. It was crazy. It was insane. So, I mean, outside of, you know, Dominguez came up here and balled out. I mean, granted, it was a short amount of time, and they blew his elbow out, but – between him and Judge are the ones that held it down. And, I mean, the fill-ins did okay, I suppose, but I still think Florial should have been up here at the first moment of trouble. Not Jake Bowers, not Billy McKinney, not Franchi Cordero. Um, and that's just where I'm at with it. Like, you can't really give them anything higher than a C because it, it it is what it is, unfortunately. You had a bunch of quad A players filling in for people that were injured or non-existent. And we didn't go out and better our outfielder, our outfield situation in the 2021 offseason. I mean, the 2022 offseason. Sorry. But that's where I'm at. I gave it a C. All right. I got you. I got you. Um, I don't think you can. I don't think you can go any higher than a C. I think it's more. It's pretty much like the outfield is like a C minus D plus. And the only reason you still get that high is just because with with the judge injury, he came back and still pretty much balled out. I can't give, I can't, as I'm the one of the biggest Martian fans, I can't turn around and give him anything but an incomplete for having what, eight games, 10 games. I mean, you know, it's not fair. It's not fair at all to to do that. We were kind of given, I was given Rizzo incompletes just because the Yankees completely screwed him over with the, it was his injury with the injury, head injury. Um, Everson Pereira is kind of along those same lines. I mean, he only got a month's, month's worth of look. So, but I mean, for the guys that have been out there, I mean, you had Judge, you had Bader, 
you know, Bader was up and down. I mean, he started off, he, once he came back from one injury, he's, he was, he took off like a rocket and then shot right back down to earth. I mean, then you had a dearth in left field of, of, you know, Cabrera, who, you know, is not, not an everyday player. And they started him out there. IKF, who's not an outfielder, they started him out there. Jake Bowers, honestly, is not an outfielder, and they would put him out there. Billy McKinney was a fir- was a former first round pick, didn't do as bad, but he, you know, and he was actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was picked ahead of Judge in that dra- in that same draft too. So I think I think that was the same. He was they were taken in the same they were taken in the same draft because at one point, Yankees had like five on the team, like five five former first round picks from that draft. And only one and judge was there. The, the rest of the, the rest of the game, the other two for that were on the Yankees weren't even on their team. They had Clint Frazier, Billy McKinney, Justice Sheffield. Like all those guys were all on the same team or minor, minor leagues, meaning, or in the system at the same time. Um, uh, so you know, I, not to openly fact check you, but I'm going to judge was drafted in 2013, first round 32nd pick. And yeah. Billy McKinney was drafted first round overall 24th pick in the 2013. So, so yeah, that kind of works out in my favor now. Don't right after the other. <laughs> Sorry, I yeah, read it wrong. That's my fault. Oh, no problem. And if you if you look at if you look at that draft too, I think like Clint Frazier was like five or sixth in pick in that in that yeah. draft or maybe it was the fifth. Yeah. So I mean like I said they had they had they wound up getting in trades and, and they picked up a lot of guys in that draft from first like first round picks. So I mean that there was a that you know, the, the idea was that that was supposed to be the draft that kind of helped, well, he helped them out. I think he's just drafted by Oakland. Billy McKinney, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying they picked them. They picked them all up in trades. Is what I'm saying. Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah, because that because that draft they had uh, Eric Chigailo. They that was their that was their first pick that they had. Then then they had uh, what's what's the Ian Clark and they picked two. Yeah. So that was so that was the Yankees' first uh, first three first round picks and Chigailo was part of the trade to get Chapman and then Ian Clark and I think he was just. I remember when they thought that dude was going to be the second coming of Derek Jeter someday. He was a third baseman all day. Third baseman I thought he was originally long. a shortstop. Well, third baseman out of, out of Notre Dame. Convert him. No, he was third baseman out of – that guy was a third baseman out of Notre Dame, and then he got traded really fast to Cincinnati to get to get Chapman on the team. But, you know, going back – but, you no. Know, Going backwards, going back to what we we're talking about. I mean, man, that that this outfield sucked. This outfield sucked on all different levels. I can't. I'm not gonna. You know, just you can't. You can't sugarcoat this thing. I mean, yeah, it Thank was all awesome. for not. Thank you no. for not, sir. You know me. I ain't gonna do it. So, I mean, yeah, I love having having Jason Dominguez up there. It was awesome. First, you know, second pitch he ever saw. First swing he hits. He hits it off a of, off a of name brand. That's great. Everson Pereira took a little bit of time. Yeah. It's it was gonna happen. That and Everson Pro is not even destined to be the one of the main staples that they're gonna that they have out in the outfield. So I mean they ha- there's a lot of work to do in the 2022 offseason going into the 23 season. There was two main major places that the Yankees needed to address. It was pitching and it was left field. Mm-hmm. Hal Steinbrenner, after he gave the boatload of money to judge, told Told Brian Cashman, you can only address one of the two. You can either get a pitcher or you can get an outfield. They chose a pitcher because pitching, pitching is where he's where Cashman's always going to get go to because he builds up he builds up the spine. Catching, pitching, middle infield, center field. That's where that's mm-hmm. where he's going to build build out from. So left field, you could probably pick and choose, and and it just all but, went to hell. 
okay, but do you think he shot himself in the foot realistically by doing that way? Because he went from needing a left fielder to now needing a left fielder and a center fielder realistically. Okay, so it's like now he needs more than just one piece. Now he needs two pieces for that outfield. Well, you blame the coaching staff for that one for running the kid back out there. Mm-hmm. But I felt so, uh, you know, felt so could make that happen real. Could at least get one of those one of those out the way real fast, and then you can kind of you have internal options that you can kind of play around with for the center field position. So I mean, let's you know, let's go to let's let's just open the open this wound up right now. I mean, Juan Soto is the is the name is the name that's front and center. For, to fill in left field spot for the mm-hmm. Yankees, um, yep. Jeff Passan came out today. Said the Yankees are in a really good position to get him. A lot of teams, a lot of a lot of reporters saying the Yankees are probably are the front runner if to get him. Uh, the owner of the of the San Diego Padres passed away, so it makes him the one guy that didn't want to trade him. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. He wanted to hold on to him, and now he's gone. So it's kind of that opens the floodgates, and who knows who else kind of makes you go. But who knows who else on that team might go too? Because then all of a sudden, if Soto goes, and they're not bringing Snell back, they're not bringing Hater back, they're going to get rid of a bunch of other guys. They might, the rest of them might just turn around. Well, they I just signed. signed up for- they just signed Musgrove. They just signed Xander Bogarts. Yeah, they, well, they got moving those big contracts. Why not? You can move the. All they got to do is San Diego's going to have to eat a boatload of that money for no, 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 no. Xander Bogarts is owed over two hundred million dollars for the next. And he's still in his yeah, and he's still in his prime. You don't have to eat a boatload of that money if you turn if you eat some of it, you're going to get chips back for it, and you send them to the right spot. They're going to people will pay for Xander Bogarts. People will pay for Manny Machado because Manny Machado is showing that he's a leader and is the leader of San Diego. People will pay for Joe Musgrove ain't going nowhere because Joe Musgrove is San Diego, is San Diego through and through. He's a San Diego boy, so he'll he'll stick around. But Tatis Jr., there's people that call call for him, and he had a he had a bounce back year last year. So there's there they have chips as long as they turn around and they and they those guys want to leave because they all have no trade clauses. Juan Soto doesn't have no trade clause. Juan Soto is the one who can give them. They think seventy cents on the dollar. I don't. I think it's more like. 60 cents 60 55 60 cents on the dollar because every day that passes is a, is one less day that, that that team has with Juan Soto and they and if they wait to the trade deadline they're not going to get what they what they could have gotten right now for Juan Soto so they want and San Diego wants pitching Yankees have a dearth of pitching young pitching and and pretty much MLB ready pitching too so it's kind of a quick match made having <clears throat> give them you give up, you, you give up like a Will Warren, maybe even a Hampton, and you give Pereira out there, and I think you call it, you can call it a day with that. You don't need much more than that because you're getting two guys that are right there, right, right, ready to put, pitch for you. Because you because you're not getting because they'll never recoup exactly what they they'll, they'll never they'll never recoup what they gave up to get Soto. So, but that's if that's that's a that's a singular. I got you, but I'm saying that's my singular Juan Soto only mm. going there. If it's now Juan Soto plus somebody coming back this way to eat more money. You don't give up that. You you give up less. You give you can give up a few more people, but you're not giving up the quality that's there. So that's a, those are those are the two those are the two caveats. Go for it. What got you got there? So when I put that first article out there, the second article out there talking about Juan Soto trade, this is before everything changed. Now they're looking for the article I did read. It said they're looking for uh, almost near major league ready pitching. So this I was messing around with some stuff today and. For those of you watching on YouTube and um, everything else, this is what I have. 
going back to San Diego. Not only Juan Soto, but pitching prospect Robbie Snelling. And I'll pull his numbers up in a quick second. But I have Clayton Beater, Drew Thorpe, Spencer Jones, and Johnny Brito going to San Diego for Juan Soto. No. That's where I'm at with that. It's going to hurt. You know, because it's the Yankees and because they have the most talent, San Diego is going to want a king's ransom for Juan Soto. And I don't think this is unreasonable given the depth of our minor league system right now. I think baseball games can be a great first date. I mean, like, why not, right? Who made up this rule? There's nothing more romantic than two people sharing their passion, especially if you have great seats. Because then you can make it to the kiss cam, and if you make it and he kisses you on the kiss cam, and then, you know, it's real. It's the real deal. Like ring stuff, wedding stuff. Get your seat tickets to sports, concerts, and live events. Seat Geek. Get your seat in a seat. Use promo code Bronx Machachos and save twenty dollars off your first purchase. It's well, I I I'll differ with you because one because San Diego is not giving up a, a spec. They'll give up more. They'll I could see them giving up more money because because don't don't because remember this, they had to take out a fifty million dollar loan to make payroll payments this year. Oh, that's their problem. It is their problem, but what it means is that they need to shed more payroll than what they thought they needed to shed. There, you got Blake Snell off the books, and you got J- uh, Hater coming off the books. Those are those are pieces. Juan Soto mm-hmm. make is gonna at, at the bare minimum is gonna make thirty million this year. If you can get Juan Soto plus a Matt Carpenter or Juan Soto and a and a Cronenworth off your off your books, it's you're then you're looking at a David Price deal. Oh, I'm sorry. Then you're looking at the Mookie Betts deal, or you're looking at the Max Scherzer deal, where you're not giving mm-hmm. up top guys because you're eating the money because you're eating money that goes with it. So you so don't me, have to you so you don't have to give up a Spencer Jones in that deal. You don't have to give up top dudes for that deal, but you're gonna give up something. You're gonna give up a, like you said, a ready made people that guys that are right close to, to the big leagues to pitch. Pereira, I can listen, I can live with, with Spencer Jones going, but that I ain't living with that if it's gonna be for another spec like that. It's you're gonna hold on. So I'll go I'll go Warren, well, I'll go Jones, and then and, we'll need, and then somebody else. So okay, while we're the, on the subject of Robbie Snelling, let me introduce you all to this kid because so he he was drafted in 2022. Okay, he was a competitive balance selection by the Padres, 11 and three with a 182 ERA in 22 games and starts, over 100 innings pitched and 118 strikeouts. He hit single A, high A, and double A this year. That's why I want this kid. He's only 19 years old. That's good. So that's why I want this kid. That's why I'm willing to give up what I'm willing to give up because that kid will replace whatever Drew Thorpe becomes. I'm not worried about you. I'm fine with giving up Drew Thorpe, but you're here. Right, you got to replace it. You got to replace it. But but you're but you're willing to give up for one year. What I'm saying is you can get away with not having to give up every single person for one Juan Soto. That's too what I'm saying is it's crazy amounts for too much. You can give up a Will Warren or a, or a Drew or a Thor. Mm-hmm. You because that because they're not because nobody's gonna give both up at the same time. It's a one or he they're all gonna those two guys are gonna be in the same sections because you get groups, you got a group A, group B, group C. If it goes to group D, Will Warren and Clayton Beater, Drew Thorpe, they're all gonna be in group one. You can pick one name from group one. 
Group two could be uh, Johnny Brito, Vasquez, whomever else, and whomever else. Group three is a Pereira and a Jones. Pick there. You're not because they're not going to be like okay, get this guy, this, 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 and this. So that's why uh, it's either going to be Warren or it's going to be Thor. And I'm fine with giving up one of them. You can, you're not giving up both of them. Yeah, is what I'm saying. And nah. I don't know. I mean, giving up a one and then like you're giving up a number like like someone in a a B or a C class person like let's say it does. It's not a big deal because in my opinion, because like what if we do get Yamamoto? Like, let's be real. Yeah. No, and okay. uh, and yeah, I'm no. Listen, I'm with the, I'm with all that. Look, that's there's the only a, reason. There's, that's there's the only thing about Yeah, that's the only thing I'm 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 shaky with that Dave's deal is because it's too much. You're you're giving up too many a, a, people in, in like a group one. I'm, giving, I'm also. You, you gotta, I'm, you gotta, if they pull this trade off, I guarantee you he signs a contract extension the day that he gets here. Okay, I Dave, you know what? I'm not going to say yes or no for that. I shown the contact extension on that one because I'm going to say this. Okay, we get Soto. That's cool. But I'm not going to say he's going to get the contact ex- a contract extension exactly because what if we do get um uh Lee? Uh yo man, he Lee. Like what if we get the Korean guy? Come on. Or what or let's go let's go to your boy house. What if what if they cuz they're that, in the market I, for him? I, you're 100%. I'm not going to say him because you know what I we say him all the time and I'm going to try to bring but, up someone else that's out there too. No no no, I know because but but this is this is per, this is a perfect conversation to, to talk mm-hmm. about belly because now cuz mm-hmm. cuz he it's between what the giant it's the Giants there's a third team I forget right now but Yankees Giants and somebody else. Those are the three Cubs. three names out there. I don't think it's the Cubs. Like, the Cubs are not the Cubs are not big. I keep hearing Jeff the Cubs Cassidy. are not big on them. I don't know. I've heard from too many too many other reporters who come out said Cubs are Cubs are not big on on bringing him back right now. They're choosing between him and someone else because the Cubs are big on getting Shohei Otani because they they were a finalist for Otani, so they're going they're going to put all their duck to all the all everything in that bucket right there, so Belly can walk away because they're going for everything for for Shohei. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this is that if the if they go if the Yankees make if the Yankees open the checkbook. They go for Yamamoto. They go for yep. Soto. Yep. And they and they decide, you know, screw it, we're going belly too. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? What? So right there, you see, a twenty. He turned down twenty million, which means he's thinking he's getting more than twenty million a year. He's getting close it's, to twenty five. It, okay, it's, 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 it's either one. Or two, it's either it's either two things. It's either he wants more money, or he wants a, a particular team, and he won't care about the money then, because he wants rings. Or it's the length of the contract. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say like, oh my gosh, twenty million, like that's what he wants. For all we know, he's like, I don't care. I want to go for a championship, and it's like, I'll I'll take the I'll, I'll take uh twenty million still from New York instead of uh thirty million from New York because guess what? I want a better chance for a championship. I want a better chance for the whole marketing for myself over in New York compared to having the marketing for myself in Chicago. Like that's probably how and just to clear this up too. It wasn't just the twenty million qualifying offer he turned down. It was a mutual vesting option for twenty-five and a half million. When he declined it, he got a five point five million dollar buyout. So the dude turned down twenty-five and a half mil, <laughs> meaning he's looking for probably thirty, thirty-five million a year. <laughs> Possibly, and he's, got, and, he, and he's got and he's got an agent that's probably telling. I think his agent's who his agent his agent's uh, Boris. So. I've, so if you ever listen to David Samson, Dave, David Samson's one talked about how his dealings with Scott Boris and how Scott Boris works. 
But he also talks about how the agents and players work, especially when it comes to qualifying offers and opt-outs and things like that. So when it comes to those things, they their agents tell him you can make more than this qualify. If you if you can make more than your opt-out, they're opting out. They can make more than the qualifying offer, they're gonna they're opting out, they're not gonna take the qualifying offer. So his so Scott Morris is straight telling them you're gonna make more than the qualifying offer of 20 million, 20.2, well, 20.35 million a year. So you're going to get 25 plus. I think 25 plus is the, is the number for him. So whether that's going to be a, a set, excuse me, a five year deal, a seven year deal, whatever the case may be, that's a, that's that's irrelevant at that point. He's just going to make 20 at 25. 25, I think, is the base number. And Scott Boris will talk to all the teams, say, "Come in with your give, what's your what's your number." They start at 23. He'll look at them. Well, nope, that's not the number. Start getting. Go back and get me a get me a better number. Go back and get me a better number until it fits more into into where he's looking for. So, honestly, I, 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 I swing I, this around again. What do you what do you think? What do you think a, a realistic you? And if you want short term, go short term. You want long term, go long term. What do you think a realistic contract for Cody Bellinger is going to look like? Well, if it's anything close to what they're reporting, I think the Yankees are out of it completely because they're looking for a one year stopgap while Dominguez heals up. So they're not going to go out and spend over $200 million on somebody. The team that I do think could possibly be in the running for him is the Boston Red Sox, who came out and said they're going to spend money this offseason. They need outfield help. They need a center fielder. So I could definitely see him going to Boston. I can definitely see him going somewhere like maybe Seattle or Atlanta, if Atlanta's willing to come off their $22 million a year hard cap they've imposed on themselves for whatever reason. But realistically – if he's looking for years, I could see them going over 200 mil, any team that signs him. But in the short term, I think it's more going to be like a five or six year deal for maybe 175, 180. Okay. That's what I, I realistically I'm, see happening. I, 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 see, I see three, I, I see three years. If he, for him to get it, three years contract extension and the extension will have the ability for, um, to actually for a bonus onto it, but uh, let's say twenty seven a year, twenty seven mil a year. That's what I could see. Not the thirty I, mil, but twenty seven mil a year. And if he does good in the in those three years that he does really really good, when the contract extension comes up, then he could go. He, he gets the ability to go to hit thirty. I think if it's short term, he gets more money short term. I think if it's like a three, if it's like a three years, we're talking like a three year, ninety million dollars hit the thirty marker, 30, 30 to one hundred. Um, I think that if it's a long term deal, I think that I, I agree that the if it's a long term deal, the Yankees are out. Because oh yeah, they're out. No, they're out for long term. Long term deal, just because. Don't forget, they get they get penal. They every team gets penalized if you sign somebody for over $150 million in, in contract in lifetime of that contract. So you get, you get moved around in your draft order. You get loss of, of uh, international money. You get loss of uh, draft capital, things like that. Um, I think that the, I think that the giants are going to be players in this whole off season. They are, they're going to get some, they're going to get at least one guy. I think Bellinger could be the dude. I don't think they're in the Juan Soto sweepstakes, but I think it they're going to play. That would be so funny. That would be so funny for Cody to go there and then to kick the Dodgers' butt. It could be. It could be. I, just I think that would be hilarious. I think. I think. I think the. I think the Giants because the Giants because 
the Giants have a lot of money to spend this offseason. They got they don't have a lot of contracts on their books. They haven't they spent kinda, money in a while. They didn't they spent the money a few years ago, got a lot of yeah. got yeah, a lot of veterans, and then and then they kind of let the, then all those guys left, and now they had a lot of youngsters. Mm-hmm. They were rebuilding a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about they got um they got some guys there that are ready that are ready to kick in and go. And they got some youngsters that are are on the cusp of coming up to the big leagues as well. If you get a couple of players that can kind of fit the mold and fit in there too, as your high price guys, then you're talking. I mean, the high the highest paid guy I think they have on that team is uh, Michael Conforto at 18 mil. Mitch Haniger is making a decent amount of change too. Yeah, but if you get a Cody Bellinger in there, that's going to blow them out of the water either which way. I think I don't that they, the Giants ever being big spenders. I mean, they gave Barry Zito seven years at 180 million, but I think that's the most ever spent on one player. They got they got a lot, they got money. I mean, the Giants have also been like they the Giants also brought people up from within. I mean, they had they for for the longest time they had a they had a really good core that they that they were able to win mm-hmm. those three at three out of five three championships in five years. So yep. they didn't have to. They didn't have to spend that kind of money. Then they, then they, they did they, give the Buster Exposey extension for a good amount of money. They did, did give other people. They, but they picked and choose. They let you know Sandoval leave. They let um, what's his, what's his face they went down to Arizona and then crapped the bed down in Arizona. Oh, uh, Bumgarner. Yeah, they let him. They let him go after a while. They had, they have, they had guys there. So right now they're in their, they're in their new core right now of what they're trying to do. But they have a lot of money. Off the, they have a lot of money to spend, and I think that they're they're going to spend they're going to spend it on a couple guys. I think they're going to they're going to be players. They're going to be players for Yamamoto too. That's when when we talk about the starting pitching next week or two weeks or whatever it is, we'll get into that. But you know that's that's where it is. I think the Giants are going to be big, big major players for all these dudes. So, um, but I think that I I think because the Giants is going to it's going to go to like I think it's going to go eight years over two hundred million dollars. I think he's going to. I think what Scott Boris will try to get him at is going to get him at the Rendon round the the uh, the Rendon Anthony Rendon deal. That's where I think he's going to hmm. be. Wow. That's what. If you want to know where I wow. think, I think I think he's going. I think that's where he's he's aiming for it. I think wow. Scott Boris is aiming for the Rendon deal. That's his. That's the marker. And then wow, you go play around from there. Well, I Scott wish we signs him luck that it works out because if it doesn't. It's a tough. It's a tough one. It's a tough Look at one. The Rendon deal. Look how well that's working out for the Angels. <laughs> Complete dumpster fire. Oh yeah, bro, for real. Like, wow. Bob that team with three hundred and forty million, or well, whatever of, it was. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, it, man. If let's say a year from now, like he does not get, he does get that contract that you're saying. And he doesn't he doesn't produce what a flop for the season. Well, you're also we're also forgetting one other thing too. He could go back to the Dodgers. He could very well go back to LA. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's if he goes to LA, if he goes to he leaves. I was gonna say if he goes to LA, he's going to the fake the fake Los Angeles team, not not the real Los Angeles team. Yeah, he'll go Anaheim. Somebody will pick him up. It's just a matter Dodgers, of Dodgers, I mean, Dodgers already got plenty of outfielders right now. I mean they got Toronto. Toronto could pick him up too. When did paying for airfare become so unfair? At Southwest, we do things differently. So differently, we invented a word for it. Transparency. 
Transparency means we don't dream up ways we can trick you into paying more. It means respect. Because we don't just fly you. We like you. Need points for that special vacation this year? Visit the Southwest Rapid Rewards link on our link tree and make a purchase of Southwest Rapid Rewards points today. Yeah, but I don't think he's going north of the border. I think Tor- no. Toronto's, Toronto's not spending that kind of money on him because they, they Toronto's still got to pay. They got to pay uh, um, Vladdy Jr. and they got to pay Pichette too. They got to pay yeah, both those dudes. He's, he's probably looking East Coast, like East Coast of um, New York or Boston. And then if it's not going to be that, he's going to just stick anything to the West Coast area. Mm-hmm. From yeah. the whole from the whole shoreline, he don't care. From San Diego all the way up to Seattle, he'll he'll take any of them. You never know where these guys are gonna end up. Yeah, you really don't. No, I mean, I think I, the money's gonna talk though. And like I said, San Francisco got a boatload of money that they can spend. Um, but speaking of our Yankee outfield, um, a couple, you know, we we're t- we kind of touched on some of the names before. Some people to look forward to. Uh, obviously, Dominguez coming back from injury. He's he's the superstar that the Yankees have in the in in the making for the for the outfield. Um, he'll be Roman. He's he'll be Roman the either left field or center field for the foreseeable future. They have an Everson Pereira right now, who I think is going to be more of a fourth outfielder than a starting outfielder. And then really the guy in a, who's ready to make it make a splash uh, sooner than later is Spencer Jones, lefty lefty out of Southern California. Yeah, uh, went to Vanderbilt. He had his Tommy John surgery while he was in college. He was a two-way player. Had the had the Tommy John that stopped him from being a two-way player. Uh, when we had Lindsey on, you know, one of the big things he said was that he he had him in one of his fantasy leagues, and he's just waiting for it all to click. And when it clicks, he says it's going to go and he's going to take off. So I think the Yankees are looking at holding on to him. You know, they have some other outfielders throughout the system. Nothing nothing really to to write home about until you talk about low level, which is. Brando Maia, which is he just completed his first year in the DSL. So this season he'll be making his way stateside. That's really kind of the major names in, in the outfield that anybody, anybody and everyone should be thinking about and talking about. Um, but I want to throw that out there real fast because we did skip over one name that has played the outfield for the Yankees. A very tall and been referred to as a injury prone kind of kind of guy who has also carried the team mind you in pl- plenty of ways so um you know Joe Wolf is is his agent for John Carlos Stanton who's also the agent for uh Yamamoto, Yamamoto as well so you know Cashman you know the big big clickbait that was out there today was or not just today but this past week was people taking Dave has it up there uh was a little was just a little blurb of a bigger st- of a bigger statement that was made and the statement for those who uh who are only listening is uh we try to limit we try to limit the time he's down I'm not going to tell you he's going to play every every game next year because he's not he's going to wind up hurt again uh more likely than not because it seems to be part of his game but I know that when he's right and healthy other than this past year he, the guy's a great hitter and he's been for a long time so I'm gonna I'm going to leave it up to you guys for for a little bit on this one. I've I have my piece that I'm going to say about it later, but Dave, I know you've been chomping at the bit on this one. So, how about you, no, buddy? Like th- th- this this uh I'm sorry. Um I realize this is clickbait. I realize this was out here for a reason, but for the love of 
God, can we please stop the batshit craziness that has been this offseason so far? You had our owner come out and say, oh, we're going to make big changes, which equals we're going to bunt more in 2024. Last time I checked, the team doesn't win a World Series by bunting a friggin' baseball. Okay, let's start there. And then secondly, this was what Stanton's agent said after the fact. This was a tweet posted by Ken Rosenthal. His agent said, I read the context of the entire interview. I think it's a good reminder for all free agents considering signing in New York, both foreign and domestic, that to play for that team, you've got to be made of Teflon both mentally and physically because you can never let your guard down in the offseason. Like, dude, you can't be going to war with agents that represent someone that you are trying to import from Japan. That is not a very good business decision. And then this comes out. Yankees rumored offseason target repped by Joel Wolf, who recently had a back and forth with Brian Cashman. Like, you know, the Brian Cashman that I miss is from 15 years ago. This is what A.J. Burnett said on the Foul Territory podcast this past week, that, that Brian Cashman showed up in Atlanta and came into the clubhouse, chewed their, quote, asses out at the break because we weren't doing what we were supposed to do, Burnett said, referring to a series against the Braves in June of 2009 that began with a 4 nothing loss. He never came in like that before, Burnett said. I was kind of like, oh, poop. Like, I've never been on a team where we've had a general manager come in before that. Spring training, hellos, but not in the middle of the season. He was like, y'all need to effing clean it up. Look around your locker room. Look at what we have here. Look at what we put together. Y'all need to effing play better. He was very stern. He could, you could tell he cared. Pretty sure he flew in, in for it that day. Don't think he was in Atlanta at the time. I think he flew in to come chew our asses out, and it worked. That's the Brian Cashman we need. That's the Brian Cashman that I miss. The, this whatever carbon replica that was created by the case of the body snatchers needs to just disappear because this is not this is but, not the way it's supposed to be. Dave, it's not a case of the body snatchers at all. I mean, I'm sorry to say this. Like 2009, who was alive? I'm asking you a question. I'm legitimately asking you. A... The boss barely. He died two years later. Yes, he died two years later. But you're gonna gonna tell me that he didn't tell Cashman to go down there. It said it right there that he flew down there on for that particular day. It's not like he came down there like I'm gonna hang out with the boys or anything. He came down there that one day from your okay. So he came down there. The boss told him this team that well, that's I'm what Bernie this damn team thinking. He didn't know if he was there or not. But let's be real. Let's look at the let's look at the bigger picture for a minute, okay? You got George there. He's the one in charge. He he would have done it himself if he would have been if he would have been healthy enough to do it. He told he told um Cashman, do this job now or else it's going to be your ass. Let's just be real, okay? He would he would have gone down and then he would have fired Cashman if they didn't win that year. Then that's what would probably happened. Who knows? Okay, and uh, Cashman saw it. Could have been him too, telling and, him to do it. It could have. It could have been a lot of things, but I, I'm going to tell you right now, it wasn't, it wasn't Cashman. Cashman never did that before either. He wasn't that sort of person before either, so don't give me that. Okay, Cashman's been Cashman the whole time. He was just ordered to do something, and he did it. Okay, the only thing and, and if we don't get Yamamoto, at the end of the day, if we don't get Yamamoto, for and that is the reason, Cashman is, is an idiot, just like we've always been saying for the years. 
and, and yeah, one but, other thing oh, hold on, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to something Alex just said. Yeah, so these the reports are this even though that Joel Wolf is is the agent for Yamamoto, Yamamoto was straight told him, I don't I never heard of all these comments. I'm not listening, mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything. I want to come to the Yankees because of the reputation that the Yankees have. It's not going to be just because he went to war with the agent over one person. That doesn't that doesn't carry over over everything I, else. I 100 so, agree. That's why I said yeah. if if that's yeah, yeah, yeah. the word. But, if, but I want to yeah. I want to put that out there. Happen. Yeah. No. But what I want to put out there is this: that just because there was a beef with Stanton, Joe Joe Wolf needs to do his job and make sure that Yamamoto gets gets his money. If yeah. even if it's with, especially if he turns around, and says, I want to pitch for the Yankees because Masahiro Tanaka pitched there and he's got a relationship there. I think Hideki oh. Matsui is got a relationship with him too. They want to go there because of those guys. Guess what? Joe Wolf is going to be sitting there eating his eating crow, and he's going to make the deal with the Yankees. And there's not a thing that he can do about it. And he'll and he'll sit there front and center. And goes, oh, this was a great deal. This, that, and the other. And he's going to save face. And he'll make sure that the Yankees are there for, for any of his other guys. He's going to make a deal with them too. So Yamamoto's not done because he wants to do that. So that way he'll be like you said, all the the Japanese greats that played it for Yankees, and that way he could be considered in Japan a god just like they are. Yeah. And the only yeah. reason why I'm I'm saying that these two instances are related is like I see this as you running a business. You're trying to put the best product out on the field that you can and bad mouthing other people. In public like this, to quote our good friend Stacey Gonzalez from Lockdown Yankees, just because you think it doesn't mean you should be saying it in public. But no, but this is the thing. This is the thing. You really think how should be doing play better? How should be the one doing all this stuff? And how has no care in the world about doing this? How turned around and said, "Oh, I, I love the intensity, Brian Cashman." Going back to what Alex, what you're saying about Cashman's Cashman, but how's the one who said, "Oh, maybe not the cursing." But I love the intensity. Joel Sherman, love the intensity. Guess what? I applaud everything he's doing because he's backing up his people. Even Michael mm-hmm. K goes, ah, maybe not that. But you know what? I get what he's coming from. I get what he's saying. He should be doing this. Guess what? How was the one who should be doing this? Randy Levine's the one who should be doing this. They should be the ones out there, out in front saying, we are we we respect our guys. We want our guys. We want to do this. We want to do that. Brian Cashman's out there taking bullets for, for the entire organization. Now, I know that this kind of is more like, oh, we're saving, you know, Brian Cashman left us right now. He screwed up many things. He's not getting off the hook for that. But guess what? He's not getting off the hook for the fact that he's he's the one who cares. Shows that he cares more than his owner cares. So let that. So I want that to be out there. He cares more than than Hal Steinbrenner cares. And if you if you look if you look at everything Hal's done, Hal does not care as long as the money comes in. That we have come to a conclusion from last season. That and we he needs all to go and spend it and stop playing cheap. The money's coming in, dude. Spend it. Like, go get Yamamoto. Go get Bellinger. Go get Soto. Make it 2009 2.0 for all I care when they almost spent half a billion dollars. No, I mean, it's not it can't it, it, no, no, I don't want 2009. I, I don't want to that. I want I want them to actually buy the pieces so have that way so the way it looks like some sort of dynasty for at least the next five damn years. I mean, they could have won two in a row. They ran into the Texas Rangers twice. And lost Detroit Tigers twice and lost. Yeah, injuries started setting in, but the Yankees could have gotten Cliff Lee. And if it wasn't for a broken ankle by what uh David Adams, I think it was, or something like that. There was a bro- there was a there was a prospect that was gonna the Yankees had a deal with Cliff Lee, yeah, for Seattle. And, and it was David Adams who broke his ankle and they pulled the plug. 
didn't make a phone call back to him and then traded Cliff Lee down to Texas. Yeah. And and then had what Cliff Lee and Cole Hamels, I think, at the time down there. I think that's where I think that was that's in who, Philly. No, that was in Philly. They were in Philly, but then didn't Cole Hamels make his way to Arizona? That was in 09 in Philadelphia. Yeah, but 2010, but that, after that offseason, Cliff Lee went to they Phillies sent him to Seattle, then Seattle sent him down to Texas. That's a, so that's how I think it was that offseason he went up to Philly. And then when he became free agent in like what 2012 or something like that, Cole Hamels got traded from Philadelphia to Texas in the 2015 season. No, no, I'm talking about uh, yeah. Oh, you're right. Okay, I was wrong about Cole Hamels, but he went. But Cliff Lee went to went from Seattle down to Texas. So that day off season after 2009, he went. I've heard that name forever. In 2010. Yeah. What part? What part of 2010? That offseason, he was traded third? from he was traded from Seattle to Texas in 2010, and then played in Philly from 11 through 14. So the only time they were teammates together was in 2009 in Philadelphia when he was traded from Cleveland. All right. Well, we went well. We went sideways. We went sideways going down to Cliff Lee right. <laughs> Cliff Lee hold right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 like watching you guys like just jump off this bridge right now. I'm like okay. <laughs> Alex, I mean, I, ready to push everybody off the bridge. Let's get back on track here. I'm, I'm, but, I'm, yeah. But listen, the bottom, but bottom line is this. Right? If Hal's going to spend money, which we know he's not going to spend money because he's already come out and said that he doesn't want to spend $300 million. He's not going over. He's not going to go to the Steve Cohen tax tax bracket. It's not going to happen. So he's got, so we got to pick, you got to pick and choose what's going to happen. He's gonna, They're going to go all in. I think they're going to go on for Yamamoto. That's going to be another topic for another day. But the outfield-wise, it's going to be a choice. I think num- choice number one is going to be Juan Soto, 25 years old, maybe 20, going to be 26. But the dude, but the dude is, a, is an all-star, and he provides things that we're going to. Um, he provides a lot of protection that's out there. He provides protection for Judge, lengthens lineup, and does the most one of the most important things, which the Yankees have gotten rid of, is batting left-handed at Yankee Stadium. Now, if they even double double down, they go give Cliff. They give uh, if they give Cody Bellinger a short term contract for bigger money. Say like, what if they, what about this? What if they give Cody Bellinger like a three year deal at like one fifteen, one ten to one fifteen, something a little crazy like that? Then that turns around. You can do multiple things with that one because that deal right there makes you makes you do two things. One, you don't have to. You, you can let Rizzo go at the end of this year because then you can slide Cody Bellinger over to first base for the remaining part of his contract. Dominguez plays center field. Now you got a bunch of now you got a young now you got youth and you got a bunch of lefties that are in that lineup to to go go bonkers. So that's where I'm thinking what happens. I think that's where we're at with it. Mm-hmm. Hello, anybody got anything else? No, sir. Go for it, Dave. Do your thing. All right. Well, like that's gonna do it for us tonight. Thanks for everybody joining in. Tuning in. Um, this episode will be available tomorrow morning at midnight. So those of you that missed it tonight on YouTube can listen to it first thing in the morning on the way to work. So get at it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. And for anyone that doesn't know, we have teamed up with Amazon. Those that are watching, scan this little code down the corner brings you to our dedicated shopping link on Amazon and get the. Dave, Dave, stop the stop the scroll thing. Stop that scroll thing. Oh, sorry, sir. Yeah, so let's help everybody out. Boom. 
There you go. Now you can scan it for those that are watching. Um, for those that are not watching, you can get the information on our website, www.bronxmachachos.com. And for Danny, who is not here tonight, who is moving apartments, hopefully everything went smooth for him. Miss your brother. Uh, for Mark and Alex, David, Bronx Machachos, and we are signing off.